Hey, Mark. Yes. So the Oscars were last night. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, I, I definitely know exactly what happened. I really enjoyed watching it with you. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, can you believe what won Best Picture? Oh my God, no. It was Ma- either, or yes. It was either a delightful surprise or frustratingly predictable. Yeah, that's fair. You know, the Oscars are just you just know what you get or you don't. Yeah, I feel like Jimmy Kimmel was the host. Yeah, he hosted. Meryl Streep was there. Could you believe that time they played someone off? Yeah. <laughs> just let him finish the speech. The music, the spectacle, the outfits just all happened. There was an opening number. Oh, I'm sure there was, and I'm sure it's great. Well, I'm glad that we got to share that one together. Yeah, watching it with our moms. Yes. A special teaser. Ooh. For a future episode. Coming up in a couple of weeks. Maybe. Yes. Of course, coming up soon because we would never record something in advance no of course not talk about something before it happened we're definitely keeping things super topical oh yeah that's why we're getting so specific on the oscars which we can say for sure happened they were the 90th oscars yeah guys 90 years of oscars 90 years and it happened for sure oh yeah jimmy kimball was there tom hanks was there i'm assuming oprah probably front row center she was front row center, I think, at the Gold Globes. Well, she won the award. Yeah, yeah. So she had, like, the seat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we are back <laughs> in the swing of things. Uh, after our Oscars extravaganza last week, we're going to be back to covering one movie at a time. And there was something that I just couldn't quite figure out about Shrek. What's that? So in Shrek, all of the people, the Big Bad Wolf, the Three Little Pigs, the Three Blind Mice, Pinocchio, Gingerbread Man. Right. They are referred to as fairy tale things. Yes. So that means that fairy tales exist in the Shrek universe. Right. But these are also As we real also s- things that exist. Right. But we also saw with there's a fairy tale book at the beginning of the movie. Right. Telling the fairy tale of Fiona in the past tense. But so they're fairy tales that could also plausibly exist in their world. Right. So what makes a fairy tale different from a normal story in this universe? Uh, maybe it's like a different species. It's like how there's humans and then there's Navi. Another hit for a future episode. There's like humans and then there's fairy tale creatures. And maybe they're trapped in an endless loop of repeating the same stories over and over again in this horrifying twist on time and space. I actually kind of love this that the fairy tale creatures just have to play out their roles constantly. Yeah. But no agency. But one of the things that we see in Shrek is that they're able to break out of that. Right. Because, for example, with the right opportunity for free will, a donkey. And a dragon can get it on. Bow, 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 bow. Wow. What a, what a, what a scene. What a relationship that so happened. So that entire relationship is just to get them the dragon at the end to save the day, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's some great lines in relation to the scene, too. Yes, but it's just such an extensive weird thing that pays off in a decidedly surprising way. Especially when you get to Shrek 2. Yes, and there are the babies. Yeah, the weird donkey dragon babies. Those are weird things. But Shrek 2 is a little bit out of our purview. We can't get into the whole of the Shrek CU, the Shrek Cinematic Universe, which would, of course, include Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek the Third, Shrek Forever After, the various Shrek holiday specials, such as Shrek the Halls. And Puss in Boots. And, of course, Puss in Boots, which is not a movie. It's just a poster that appeared in lots of theaters for a couple of years. (laughs) I've never met anyone who saw Puss in Boots. I haven't either. Okay, if you've seen Puss in Boots, please tweet at us. We want a plot summary 
in Twitter form. It has to be 140 characters because, as we've said before, hashtag 280 characters is a disaster. I think you're the only one still angry about this. I use it all the time. But in 140 characters, tweet at us the plot of Puss in Boots. Make sure to hashtag it, I've seen Puss in Boots. Hashtag, I've seen Puss in Boots. I wonder if that's actually a hashtag already. It I might search that later. must be a hashtag. Except it can't be because no one has I seen Puss in Boots. I don't think anyone's seen it. Honestly, I've never met anyone who's seen it. I think it's just a poster. But anyway, yeah, so fairy tales. We're going to be talking about them a lot. Yeah. So welcome to Heart of Podness. I'm Mark, and I'm gay. And I'm Will, and I'm a ginger. And this is a podcast where we delve deep into cinematic love stories to answer the age-old question, does Hollywood romance actually make any sense? Are any of these people actually dateable? Or are they even likable? And it doesn't matter if the romance is the main plot or a one-scene flirtation, we'll dig in and see what's there. And we're actually going to be changing things up a bit for the next couple of weeks. The plan is to alternate between picks by me, picks by Mark, and picks by our cool listeners. Our uncool listeners do not get to pick anything. Yeah, and if you want to be a cool listener, if you know in your heart that you're cool, make sure to send us some movie recommendations at heartofpodness at gmail.com. Or just tweet at us, and I will respond mostly in GIF form. I mean, it is Twitter, so I think that's required. It's definitely encouraged. Okay, so this week, the pick is by me, Mark Schaefer. Today, we're watching Shrek. Winner of the first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Film. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, it beat out Monsters, Inc. It was a big thing. There were no best animated features before that? No, actually, there wasn't a separate award for it. Which maybe was better? My thing is that I think that since the award was created, it makes the Academy less likely to nominate animated features for best picture. That's true. And I think it makes them less likely to vote for it for best picture. So that when something like Toy Story 3 or Inside Out, Inside Out wasn't actually nominated, I don't believe. Yeah. But like when Toy Story 3 Uh, gets nominated for best picture... I think people are less likely to vote for it for Best Picture because they figure they can shunt it over to animated. But it does raise the profile of some animated movies that wouldn't otherwise get any sort of nomination. Oh, so what you're saying is that you're glad that the Boss Baby got a nomination at the Academy. (laughs) Oh, God, don't remind me. Guys, if that wins Best Animated Feature, I don't know what I would do. You mean if that won... Oh, if that one best animated feature. Yes, the thing that happened last night. Mark was either very pleased or furious at what happened last night. Also, the only, like, Coco's gonna win. Coco had better have won. Coco has won. We're going on the record with our bet is that Coco will win best animated feature. If not, we're spinning off into an alternate timeline. Now, of course, Shrek was directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen at DreamWorks. It was one of the early big DreamWorks releases. It's based on a picture book that Spielberg had acquired the rights to back before DreamWorks was founded. But one of the other founders, Jeffrey Katzenberg, had wanted to oversee it. So he convinced Spielberg to bring the rights over to the new company. One of the craziest things that I learned about Shrek is that it was originally conceived as being a mix of live action and CGI. Oh my god, no. In 2001, that would have looked horrible. Well, yes. Can you think of another movie that came out around this window that's a mix of live action and computer generated effects? Yeah, two years before when The Phantom Menace came out. That's right. And Jar Jar Binks was a character that existed. Yeah, so they were looking at the footage. They had like started putting together renderings of what Shrek would look like, and they decided that it was creepy looking and that the story was not funny. Oh, thank God. So they had to go back to the drawing board. They made it fully CGI. They actually offered Nicolas Cage the role of Shrek. Wow. And he turned it down because he said that when they make you animated, that that becomes the way people think of you more than your physical sense. And he didn't want to be thought of as an ogre. Yeah, because he's done so well. Right. Nicolas Cage cares about the way that we think of him and looking like a rational and delightful human being. Yeah, because when you think of Nicolas Cage, you just think, oh, what a delight. Yes, exactly. 
then Chris Farley got the role, and Chris Farley recorded most of the dialogue before he then died. Oh. And that's when they brought Mike Myers in, and he just decided on a whim to do a Scottish accent because he thought it would be funny, and the filmmakers agreed. Yeah, and then he went on to reprise the role as Fat Bastard in the Austin Powers series, which sounds exactly like Shrek. Yes, it does. Although, actually, would that have come out before this? I don't think so. There's some Austin Powers in the late 90s. Because wasn't Fat Bastard in the second one only? I do not know. I saw part of one on TV, and that is my knowledge of Austin Powers. Keep vamping, Will. I'm going to Google it. So, Shrek, it's a huge hit. As we know, it opened on May 18th, 2001, opened to $42 million. And one of the crazy things about Shrek is that it was such a hit that it grew 30% in its second weekend. Most movies decline from week to week. And it's a success if you don't decline by a lot. Like, today... A 50% decline is a sign that a movie's doing really well. Right. Shrek grew 30%. That's insane. It's unheard of. Also, Fat Bastard originated in 1999, so he was reprising the role in a children's movie, Shrek. There we go. Um, Shrek then went on, like I said, it won the Oscar for animated film, and I was just looking at some of the other awards that it won. It actually won the BAFTA for Best Film and Best Adapted Screenplay. For 2001? Yep. Okay. Interesting. So so Shrek was... uh, The year that Fellowship of the Ring came out. Shrek was a big hit. Yeah, apparently. People people love their their Shrek. Yeah. From the way he looks, with his ears and his earwax that he can pull out into candles. Ew. To his beautiful clothing. Gross. Name some other things about Shrek, Will. He's got that nose. One. <laughs> <laughs> what else? He's got those beady little eyes. Two. Those Keep going. Great green sausage fingers. <laughs> All right. So, let's move on. Okay. Let's talk about romance. Yeah, so obviously Shrek is a fairy tale. But it's surprising how strong the rom-com elements are in it, too. Like, once Fiona shows up, it's basically just a rom-com. I mean, yeah, I'd say it's kind of a rom-com from the beginning. It's like a fairy tale rom-com. It's not a fairy tale that has romance in it. Yeah, and, like, I knew that that was a big part of the plot, but I didn't realize how strong it was. I mean, that's essentially the whole movie. So anyway, if you have been living under a rock for the last 17 years and don't know the basic premise of this movie, Shrek is an ogre, he lives in a swamp, and... All of the fairy tale creatures get moved there as part of Lord Farquaad's fantasy genocide. It's dark. That does not go fully addressed. Nope. Well, does he say he wants to kill all of them or just get, like, move them all away? He wants to drive out all of these people out of his land. And in order to do that, he is willing to torture, which we see with the gingerbread man. That's true. He is willing to go to some very disconcerting means yes also threatening a mirror at one point he threatens to shatter the mirror right i do have a question so all of the people in the swamp say that they're there because farquad sent them there but farquad doesn't know where they are so i'm really confused about what's going on so i think that farquad sent them away they went to the swamp because it was nearby and then... Yeah, this is a logical plot hole that has bothered me my entire life. So now, now I'm just making this up. So Farquaad sends them away. They go to the swamp. Shrek shows up and is annoyed that they're in the swamp, which signals to Farquaad that the fantasy creatures are still within his territory. Yeah, but... So that okay. annoys him because he wants them out of his territory. So he's like, oh, they're still in the territory? I'm going to go deal with them. I'm going to get them fully out. But as we saw, they've all been arrested by Farquaad's men because you see the three bears in the cage. Yes. So Farquaad's men there should have taken them out of the territory, but instead just took him deeper in the woods and let him go because all of Farquaad's men, as we see in the movie, are kind of terrible at their job. That's true. So this is all headcanon. Yeah. But I think it makes sense. 
Yeah. I mean, the torturing of the gingerbread man is a great scene. So, like, yes. I don't begrudge them needing that scene, but it's still so weird. I can't wrap my head around it. The best part of that scene, honestly, is the buildup to it where we have the torturer getting ready and he's pouring the milk and in this menacing music playing. Yeah. And we don't know why. That's a pretty great intro. Do you know the Muffin Man? I laugh hysterically every time I watch that. Every sequence. time I see that scene. So Farquaad agrees to move the fairy tale creatures off of Shrek's land if Shrek brings the princess to Farquaad. Farquaad needs to marry a princess in order to declare himself king. Right, because he is only a, a lord. lord. But if he marries a princess, he will also, I guess, get a claim on whatever throne she comes from. Right. It. I don't think it would actually make him king of Duloc, because Duloc is only a lordship. I think that he would have the sway to declare it a kingdom. But also, who else is there? Like, what are the, I guess, far, far away, we know is another political entity that right. exists. in Shrek 2 and the other sequels. Right. The politics of the world of Shrek are very confounding yes, to me. Yes, they are, they are convoluted. All right, so that's the situation. That's the setup. And that's when Shrek goes off on the quest to find the princess. So, right. Mark, this is your pick. Why don't you take us through the points? Okay, so we're going to start with, it only kind of tangentially relates to the relationship, but it's where the journey gets started. Is it with the playing of Smash Mouth's All-Star? No, that is the very beginning. This movie has four montages in it. Oh my God. But they're all so good. They're all really good. And they're all so good. I was actually going to bring this up. I think this may be one of my favorite montage movies. That's because it's like 30% montage. I know, but the montage with Hallelujah playing, we'll get to this later. So there's the Smash Mouth so montage. Good. There's the walking to the mountain montage. Right. There's the monster and me montage. And there's yeah. the Hallelujah montage. Right. There are four montages. Four in this montages. Movie. Which I think should be the minimum going forward. All movies should have four montages. Bridge of Spies, there should have been a shopping scene. There should have been another montage. There should have been, I guess, more shots of him training. I love those shots of him training. Yeah, as in riding trains. Riding the train, right. <laughs> it's Bridge of Spies. Yeah. If you haven't seen Bridge of Spies, go watch Bridge of Spies. It's good. Also it's... watch Shrek, which holds up surprisingly well. Yeah, but I find it hard to believe that anyone listening to this podcast hasn't watched Shrek. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most people have seen Shrek. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with, I guess, the very first point. It's too, like, brief to really make a point, but point zero is probably the reading of the fairy tale book at okay. the very beginning. That, Shrek is in the bathroom. Right. The movie opens with shots of a book that Shrek is narrating about it's a Fiona. reference to Walt Disney's Cinderella. Right. So it's about the story of Fiona, but then before he gets to Prince Charming, he rips a page out to use implied in a very he's wiping his poop unrespectful manner towards the book and then the great smash mouth song starts playing somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me <laughs> thanks will that was almost the intro was just me singing that i'm glad it wasn't all right so point one is the classic scene in which shrek fights a bunch of knights to the song bad reputation oh yeah which we have discussed in easy a should only be used to underscore this scene in which Shrek is fighting a bunch of knights. This is the best use of bad reputation. It's so good. So the fight happens. Shrek, Shrek wins. had gone there to get the fairy right. tale creatures off his land. Right. So he's negotiating with Farquaad. Played by John Lithgow to great effect. Oh, perfect. Who is really tall. Like, I know this is really unamusing probably to anyone except me. I just find it funny that John Lithgow is really tall and the character's main defining feature is that he's short. Um, so... There's a fight scene. Shrek defeats a bunch of people. At first, all of the crowd is against him because he is an ogre. 
Uh, but then eventually they all be- join his side with one old lady yelling, the chair, give him the chair. It turns into a wrestling match because right. for some reason the paddock there has <laughs> elastic railings. For some reason, as in to turn into a wrestling ring. But at the end, what happens is instead of getting his guards to kill Shrek, Farquaad realizes that he could use Shrek to his advantage. Because nobody cares if Shrek dies. Right. So he negotiates with Shrek that if Shrek brings him Fiona, he will get his swamp back, which is all he cares about at this point. So this is the inciting moment. This is the first step on the hero's journey. Yes. Shrek will go and get Princess Fiona from the highest room in the tallest tower. Protected by a giant fire-breathing dragon. That's right. So are you taking us to, will this be point one or point two? The next one? Yeah. Point two. Okay, great. The rescue. Woo! So Shrek and Donkey journey to this tower, which, so the tower seems to be about two days away from Duloc, would be my guess. Yeah, I believe it's two days. This movie takes place in less than a week. Yeah. It's a very fast-paced movie, because you only see Fiona going to bed twice. Yes. So it's not that long of a journey, but Shrek and Donkey bond on the way. There's some jokes, some emotional sharing. Some fart jokes. Some fart jokes. Um, It's Shrek. Yeah. There's a lot of those. This movie felt so transgressive when I was a third grader seeing it in theaters. Oh, yeah. Because it was making all the jokes about Disney stuff, like starting off with the fairy tale and laughing at it, tearing out the page and using it for toilet paper. All of the references to Disney movies. There's a he can fly, he can fly, he can talk right. bit with Donkey. And all of those jokes, I was like, wow, you can get away with that? It's so cool. Yeah. Which is like kind of what DreamWorks was going for, too. Because Jeffrey Katzenberg, when he left Disney, was, of course, furious Right. About the circumstances of his leaving. He had thought he'd be promoted. He wasn't. It was this very acrimonious separation. And then he went on to found DreamWorks. And so this movie is like his extensive, like, crapping on Disney. Right. Which works. Um, so Shrek is hunting through the castle, looking for the dragon first to slay him. Right. And he's got Donkey with him. This Donkey right. played by Eddie Murphy, who escaped Everyone the fairy tale creatures, is following is. him around. Just kind of stalking Shrek for a while. Yes. So then he sends Donkey to look for the stairs to find the princess while his plan is to hunt the dragon. But of course, the dragon finds Donkey. They engage in some battle before Shrek is thrown into the tower to crash into where a Fiona, who is pretending to be Sleeping Beauty, essentially. I love this bit. She sees him from the back. She gets really excited that he's there. So she, like, grabs some flowers. She lies down. She's, like, eyeing him. Yeah. When he walks over to see what's going on, you can see her visibly, like, pucker up for a kiss. (laughs) It's so good. It's really funny. And then instead, he just grabs her by the shoulder and shakes (laughs) Shakes her her really vigorously. (laughs) So this is where we first meet Fiona. And after weeks and weeks... Since Hitch, we finally get the real Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. I was thinking the same thing. We found her, guys. We have Cameron Diaz. So Fiona's played by Cameron Diaz. She's confused as to why this knight is not following protocol because... She's talking about how he should be sweeping her out the window onto his horse. And the dragon should already be dead. Right. Which She's is... very displeased the dragon is still alive. So he basically drags her out, just running away from the dragon. Yeah. It's very inglorious. Um, but he has no interest in her. She tries to give him a favor. Uh, speaking of all this, and speaking of romance, at the same time, there's another romance going on between Donkey and Dragon. Right. I think you could do a subplot. Yeah. While we go through these points, okay. you can follow along with the Donkey and Dragon. Yeah, so Donkey accidentally wakes up the dragon. The dragon had been sleeping on her hoard, 
and he is immediately trapped and terrified. He starts complimenting her on her teeth, her smile, her breath. He talks about, you're just reeking of feminine beauty. And then she blows a smoke heart and kidnaps him. And he tells her that he doesn't want to rush into a physical relationship. Yeah, he says we should get to know each other first. Meanwhile, she's got her tail coiled around him, keeping him trapped. Blowing smoke rings that are shaped like hearts. Yeah. Oh, classic. Dragon moves fast. Yeah, Dragon does not f*** around. She is in it to win it. Love at first sight. Which is funny, because Shrek and Fiona are the opposite of that. That's right. So they manage to get out. They escape the dragon. Shrek has set it up so that the dragon's chain will be too short and won't be able to follow them all the way. Fiona's really excited in all this. She uh, tries to go on about how she's in his debt. She's trying to get him to take off his helmet so they can kiss. And you get the first hint of, like, the real Fiona when she yells at him to take the helmet off. Yeah, there's a fun juxtaposition where Fiona is trying to be the perfect storybook princess. In addition to wanting the storybook prince, she's trying to live up to that standard too. She's trying to present as the quintessential princess. She talks very And like Shakespearean. Yeah. Which is not the way that anyone in the movie actually talks. No, but she's trying to play the part. But in the beginning, she's really committed. But eventually, Shrek will do something that pushes her too far. In this case, it's the helmet and she snaps at him. I think it's actually really fun and speaks well to the way that her character is developed and the curse that she has is developed. Because it speaks to this general desire of hers to be a stereotypical normal princess Mm -hmm. and not to be the person that she is. They're both hiding themselves in a way, which I think is the underlying point of the film is like, you have to be your true self in order to find true love. It isn't just thrust upon you. This is a good movie. It is a really good movie. Um, So that brings us to point number three, which is The Journey. Um, so this is their walk back to Duloc. Right. See, Fiona realized that Shrek was a hired ogre. She got really upset. She actually refused to go back for a bit. She said that Farquaad would have to come and get her. So the relationship starts as a near, like, captor-prisoner relationship. Yeah, Shrek throws her over his shoulder. Yeah, fireman carrying her for at least the first few hours. Meanwhile, Donkey is asking her for advice on how to turn down Dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the conversation is happening while she's slug over Shrek's shoulder. Right. When does he finally put her down? Um, At the end of the day. No, when the Robin Hood folks show up. I feel like it's before because Robin Hood swings and oh, you're right. grabs her. Maybe that's the second day? Yeah, that's the second day. He just puts her down at the end of the day. She sees the sun setting and she freaks out and insists that they make camp. Oh, right. And he opens, like, moves a rock out from a cave to let her sleep there. She puts a door on it. And then he jokes, in quotes, to Donkey about putting the rock back in front of the cave and just leaving her behind. I mean, he wouldn't actually leave her behind because he has a goal in all this. He wants his swamp cleared. Right. Um, It's a funny moment. It's a good moment. Oh, I found a a great line from the Donkey and Fiona conversation. Mm -hmm. Donkey asks, how do you break up with someone without being burned to a crisp? You know, the relatable question that we all deal with. I think I read about that one in Seventeen Magazine. Teen Cosmo is the better version of that. Okay. Um, So... There's the night. Night goes by. Fiona wakes up early the next morning. She makes breakfast for them. There's a Snow White riff where she's singing and the bird is singing back. She sings so high that the bird explodes trying to match her note. Right. And then they eat the eggs. But you forgot an important point that happens over the night, which is where you see Farquaad in his room with like the zebra skin rug where he's definitely jacking it to Fiona. Um, He is drinking a martini in bed. And repeatedly asking the mirror to show him what Fiona looks like. The room is very much set up like a classic bachelor pad, too. Yes, it is. It's a gross room. It's gross. Everything about him is gross. The mirror is a lot of fun. Yeah, the mirror's great. The mirror runs this, like, game show scenario to help Farquaad pick a princess to pursue. Yeah, which is how Fiona gets involved. Right. The options are Fiona, Cinderella, and And Snow Snow White. White. 
Which Cinderella is a weird pick because Cinderella is not a hereditary monarch. So he would have to be getting divorced Cinderella. Yeah. Also, Which, like, fine. Right. Also, Snow White is a weird pick because she's currently in Shrek's swamp. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So that would have been easy for Shrek to complete the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So after they're eating the eggs, they are... Walking along, Shrek gives a nice hearty burp and then insists that it's a compliment, at which point Fiona then burps in response. And that's the start of their, like, starting to become amicable again. Yeah. Um, Donkey says, she's as nasty as you are. Ayo! So they're talking about how people make snap judgments and that Shrek made a snap judgment of Fiona, which also wasn't fair. So they're talking along and then... That's when Robin Hood shows up. This is when Robin Hood shows up. Who is French. Yeah. Why is he French? I don't know. He's actually credited as Monsieur Hood. Monsieur Hood. I love this scene. It's a funny scene. It's so funny. So French Robin Hood and his merry men kidnap Fiona, sing a big song, try to kill Shrek. Mm-hmm. They lose, in large part, thanks to Fiona. No, Fiona does everything. Yeah. She's the only one that fights. So Fiona beats up all of the merry men and Friar Tuck. Tuck. And Shrek gets an arrow in his butt. And then Shrek gets an arrow in his butt. Uh, so Fiona is working on pulling it out, sends Donkey away. Are donkeys really colorblind? That's an important question. I have no idea. Does anyone know anything about donkeys? Please let us know on Twitter. (laughs) I refuse to Google this. Hashtag colorblind donkeys. Oh, this is a two hashtag episode. Our first one. one Me too. Oh, uh, I've seen push it. I've seen boots. boots. (laughs) So after Fiona pulls the arrow, this is where you actually get them falling in love. Right. This is our second montage. We sk- there's one on their way to the volcano. Oh, right. The Shrek and Donkey relationship yes. one. This so, is our third montage. Right. So this is the My Beloved Monster and Me montage. That's right. Where you get the classic. He makes a tree bridge for her. Amphibian reptile balloons. Yeah. She makes bug cotton candy for him. He takes a spider web and runs around with it and lots of bugs get caught on it. It's actually really sweet. It's very cute. It's very fun. If someone gave you bug cotton candy, would you be into it? No, I hate spiders. Oh. Like a lot. Okay. Like Good. I'm Good fine with our seeming ladybug infestation that I don't understand. I can't figure out. But we don't have any spiders, so that's good. Yes. Um, Those ladybugs are everywhere. I don't get it at all. Especially because I've gone my whole life barely seeing ladybugs. (laughs) Right? Where did they come from? (laughs) Who are these ladybugs? Anyway, so they, that day, decide to make camp a whole lot earlier than they Mm. normally would. Because it's like only a few more hours to get to Duloc. Right. But if they were to keep going, the sun would go all the way down. They're right. at a convenient windmill. I think that Shrek agrees mostly as an excuse to hang out longer. Oh, for sure. That's why Shrek agrees. But Fiona's thinking about the curse. Yeah. So they're eating together. They're eating dinner. He makes some kind of ogre meal. I forget what it's called. Swamp rat. Swamp rat, yeah. Rotisserie style. Rotisserie style. And he invites her to come visit the swamp. They come really close to making out. First, they come really close to making out. And he asks if she's going to eat her swamp rat. Yeah. But then they still are coming close to making out when Donkey interrupts. Yeah. Oh, they're falling for each other. This movie is a fast timeline again. Oh, yeah. So this brings us to point four. Ooh. The fight. Oh, no. So this is where you get the conflict in the relationship, which is required in all rom-coms. Yes, it is. Um, So what happens... Fiona is in her windmill. Donkey comes in. She's sleeping in a windmill. Right. So Donkey comes in. I don't remember why. He's just nosy. So Donkey comes in, finds Fiona in monster form. He's looking for Fiona for some reason, possibly to tell her that Shrek is in love with her? Maybe. I have no idea. Yes. That's that's it. it. So Donkey's coming to tell her how he feels. How Shrek feels. How Shrek feels. But he sees Fiona in monster form. She turns into an ogre at night. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. 
So that's why she needs to be kissed because the kiss will relieve the curse. She'll take true love's form. Right. So Donkey assumes that the monster has eaten Fiona. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he yells into the stomach uh, before she calms it down. And of course, the, don- the monster would have eaten Fiona and then put on her clothes Big Bad Wolf style. Of course. I noticed that Fiona's clothes, whatever she's wearing, magically shift with her shape i guess the witch didn't want her to be naked yeah i appreciate that it's saving from the hulk pants issue which is that bruce banner has to either buy sweatpants or buy stretchy pants all the time yeah it's good to have clothes that fit yeah magical expanding and shrinking clothes yeah you know what else is magical is mac weldon clothes will we're not sponsored by mac weldon but we could be someday if they think that they're sponsoring us they might send us money i really don't think that is ever gonna happen so the fight comes when donkey and fiona are talking and basically donkey has told fiona how shrek feels that's right but fiona's like how could he love me when i look like this I'm a monster. No one could love an ugly, hideous monster. And she goes on a whole thing about how she can't be an ogre and a princess because those two things don't go together. Right. It's that sense of identity that's really central to her arc. Yeah. Uh, So Shrek, of course, happens to come up as she's saying these things about loving. Who could ever love this hideous thing? Right. And he's brought her a flower to tell her what happened. But he overhears it assumes logically that she's talking about him right who could love a hideous beast right so he throws the flower down and disappears the next morning she finds the flower she does a whole like i tell him i tell him not yeah and she lands on i tell him she's excited she bursts out still kind of ogre but that's right when the sun rises so she mm-hmm. transforms back and at the same time that's when shrek arrives with farquaad and Far- his men right because he's gone to get them ahead of time he's done he just wants to be over with yeah, so he yells at Fiona, throws the line in her face, and she has no idea what's going on. She thinks The hideous thing line. Right. So she thinks he figured it out and is so grossed out by her that he couldn't think of loving her. So she's pissed. Shrek's pissed. Everyone's mad. Donkey uh, is frustrated. Shrek refuses to let Donkey go with him. Right. And everyone goes away mad. And and Shrek has his swamp. Yes. And Shrek gets his swamp back. So movie's over. Yeah. Everyone got what they wanted. Right. Everyone is depressed. But Farquaad got his princess. Shrek right. got his swamp. Princess Fiona got a husband. Yes. But Donkey got nothing. Does Donkey deserve anything? He gets dragon. That yeah, does happen was, during the montage. Dragon was probably on her way already. Right. So... Donkey gets dragon. Great. So Donkey won't be alone anymore, and that's what he wanted. Everybody wins. End the movie here. Yeah, okay. But instead, they show you a heart-wrenching montage. This is montage four. Montage number four. The hallelujah montage, where you see everyone on their own, crying to themselves. It's Fiona getting ready for her wedding, which will be that day. Yeah. She insisted on it because she doesn't want to ogre out. In front of Farquaad. Shrek is just, like, hanging out, making food. And Donkey's alone, crying. And then he finds Dragon, mm-hmm. who's also crying, and they kind of make up. So it's, you know, all very sad. And at that point, are we on point five now? Um, yeah, I guess we're cutting to point five, the happy ending. Yay! So Donkey comes back. He tells Shrek that Fiona's hideous creature comment wasn't about him after all. And Shrek's like, what? After he yells at Shrek for ignoring him. For being a bad friend. Shrek's like, then why are you trying to be my friend still? And Donkey's like, because that's what friends do. And that's kind of Shrek's wake-up yeah. call. Yeah, Shrek needs to be a good friend. Shrek liked being alone for a long time. He insisted that he liked being alone. But in fact, on the journey, he came to like Donkey and to like Fiona. Right. And that the reason he tried to act like he didn't like people is because he was afraid that they wouldn't like him. Right. So getting confirmation that they do like him warms his ogre heart. His heart grew three sizes that day. Right. So. And he stood on the top of Mount Crumpet. (laughs) Still the best name for a mountain. Okay. 
Um, so what if this movie just ended with the ending of The Grinch, where Shrek is up a mountain, he grabs a giant sleigh while we see an x-ray and his heart grows, and he rides it down the mountain to the wedding and interrupts it, and that's the end of the movie, instead of the dragon. Um, but then Farquaad wouldn't be eaten by a dragon. But it would involve Mount Crumpet. Okay, uh, sure. Will, you should have been there to write this. I should have been there to write this. Third grade Will, with his ideas. Call me. Uh, I'm on for the Shrek 5 that is theoretically in development. Right. You can email us at heartofpondus at gmail.com. We've got lots of pitches stashed away. Um, so Shrek is like, well, how am I going to get there in time? So Donkey calls Dragon because they're in love now. Donkey tells Shrek when to object to the wedding. Right. So they're donkey. throwing Donkey up in the air <laughs> yeah. so they can see what's going on in the wedding. Because Donkey says that it'll only work if he goes in right when the priest says... Does anyone have any objections? Yeah, he's going on about how ladies love the romantic stuff like that. But they miss it, so Shrek just runs in as they're about to kiss and says, I object. What if instead we had a while you were sleeping situation where everybody objected? <laughs> Even the priest. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice, I might keep in mind, I think I want uh, signs that tell the audience at my wedding how to react. They've got signs that say applause. Yeah. At one point, someone takes a marker and writes, aww. Aww. That's, like, to show the happy ending. Yeah. So he says he objects. Everyone laughs because they're like, how could an ogre and a princess fall in love? And Shrek says, you can't marry him because he's not your true love. Farquaad tells the guards to grab Shrek. And then when the sun sets through the window, Fiona transforms. Shrek is astonished. Farquaad is disgusted. And Fiona's transformation looks just like a regeneration on Doctor Who. Well, I think more specifically, it looks like the transformation at the end of Beauty and the Beast. That too. But because on Doctor Who, they do the whole, like, light shooting out of the hands thing really? in the head it's very much like it feels almost like they copied shrek that's possible i'm sure that shrek is riffing on beauty and the beast oh yeah what a chain <laughs> it all goes back to the first animated movie nominated for best picture beauty and the beast oh yes of course so, so Farquaad's disgusted yep. tries to kill fiona well no he wants to have her locked away he wants to put her in the dungeon right so that he'll still be married right. to a princess but she'll have no say. He'll never see her. Right. But instead, that's when Dragon arrives, bursts through the stained glass window. Yeah. And gobbles up Farquaad. Right. And then... And then the little children cheer for death. Yep. The little children cheer watching the death of a human being. We have sided with the monsters. Apparently. Um, I'm okay with it. So speaking <laughs> of... We talked earlier about the political situation of this movie. Like, what happens to Duloc now? Um, I like to think Thelonious takes charge. The executioner. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I mean, because it's always weird when you're, like, going through stuff and you notice that there's, like, weird leaders. Yeah. And weird stuff happens. And, like, what he happens He has no the family. There's no family. There's no line. Like, I was thinking about this recently. Um, Maybe Cinderella inherits. <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> I was reading a comic recently where I thought of this. It was a, a Spider-Gwen comic, which is, like, an alternate universe comic where Gwen Stacy became Spider-Woman instead of Peter Parker getting powers. And I was reading it, and it mentioned in the comic that the president was named Howard T. Duck. How did you do this? Oh my God. God damn it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, can you imagine? First of all, can you imagine if Howard the Duck were president? No. That would be horrifying. Terrible. He's a bad person. He's a terrible person. He's a bad duck. He's a bad, bad duck. Second of all, what happens to Duck World if Howard was president and Howard gets sucked through the portal by the scientists? But wasn't he president of the U.S.? At the time? But so he would be president been post... of an alternate universe? Because didn't you say it was like... Is the portal just interplanetary or is it also transdimensional? I think it's transdimensional. Right. So he could be pulled from a universe where he's president into our universe. Oh, man. Wild. Guys, imagine Howard the Duck is president. Oh, my gosh. 
All right, everyone, stop imagining Howard the Duck as president, and let's get back to Shrek. Um, so Shrek and Fiona announce they're in love with each other. They, they kiss. kiss. Fiona gets transformed. But. But doesn't. She's transformed into her true love's form. And she's already the ogre. So she so goes up, she does the light show. Right. But stays an ogre. Yeah. And she's kind of confused at first. Yeah. And Shrek's like, you're beautiful to me. Right. And it kind of makes... You are beautiful. I don't remember the lines. <laughs> it's, the point is, like, to be open about who you are. Yeah. And, like, Fiona is this, like, she's raunchy. She likes to burp. She doesn't want to act like a princess. So it's kind of, like, be who you are to find love. Don't hide yourself behind false appearances. Yeah. And then we cut to their wedding, which is in the swamp. And it's not a montage. This movie has four montages and a closing musical number. Which was not... Well, no, so in we saw, we saw, oh. and then I saw her face, that yes. closing wedding musical number. Right. Where they ride off in the onion. A yes. reference to ogres are like onions, also a reference to Cinderella. Right. Fiona throws the bouquet, dragon catches it, makes Aww. eyes a donkey. Setting up for their children in, in the Shrek next two. movie. <laughs> and then roll credits. Right. And in the theatrical version of this, there was an additional musical number. It was a medley. Right. Where everyone which for just some sang reason songs. was not on our iTunes rental. I was pissed. Yeah. What the heck? Guys, write letters to iTunes, sucked. tweet at iTunes, hashtag, where's the music? Yeah. I loved this movie. This was so much better than I expected it. All right. Let's go through our final questions. I just want to like cut in for a second though. Like I expected to be let down by this movie. Really? Yes, I did. Because it's been years since I've seen it. And yeah. in the remove, I've come to associate Shrek so much with the DreamWorks stuff that came later. Right. Where I think the DreamWorks model of generally uplifting story mixed with humor that plays to a slightly older audience mm -hmm. was used on all these other very much lesser DreamWorks movies. Right. Your Madagascar's. Shark Tales. Your Shark Tales. Madagascar's fine. Madagascar is fine. It's fine. That is the highest that it rises to. Yeah. But Unless so, you're Claire. Right. Shout out to our roommate Claire, yeah. who loves Madagascar. But so, to me, I so associated Shrek with this DreamWorks animation model that it created right. that I assumed Shrek would have a lot of the same flaws things the flaws the frustrations that i right. had with those movies but it was really cool to come and watch shrek and to realize that it actually holds up really well it's so good yeah it's also a thing where i remembered it mostly for the stuff that i found really like i said transgressive as a kid those references to disney movies yeah and i kind of thought that it would be kind of raunchy humor and disney jokes yeah but it actually as much as it makes fun of those stories it has a lot of love for them too Oh, yeah, you can definitely tell that. And it is in itself a really strong fairy tale and a really strong romance. And I think the reason that it makes fun of those things only succeeds because you can tell that it really does appreciate those stories, too. Right. And they really, the film really loves Shrek and Fiona. Right. It wouldn't work if it didn't care about them. Right. But that brings us very naturally to our next section. Do you think the Shrek and Fiona romance is believable? Yes, absolutely. I have oh, a yes with an exclamation point yeah. in my notes. <laughs> Definitely. It's built up really well. They both have these image, I don't want to say issues, but challenges with their self-image. Right. That they're working through Identity over the course problems. of the movie. Yeah. And it seems like a movie where they really find something in each other, both a rejection of what people expect them to be. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, Fiona starts off the movie being trying to be the princess that everyone expects her. Shrek right. starts off being the ogre that everyone expects. Yeah. He's the big, scary ogre. He's terrorizing people basically for the heck of it. Yeah. Refuses to let anyone inside. Right. And when they do start interacting with one another, they're finding a lot in common. They're finding that they can enjoy being outside, making balloons, burping together. Right. 
and I think it is a really cool... And Shrek finds that he can be a warm, caring person. Right. It's a really cool meeting reject him. of these people who have not really had anyone else yeah. that they could be with before, either because of their own choice of isolation or because of being cursed into isolation. Right. And this movie does that through montages. Oh my God, <laughs> They're so good though. There are four montages <laughs> in this movie. I didn't hate any of them. This movie has an incredible soundtrack. Oh yeah. Did you own the Shrek soundtrack? Who did it? I think everyone owned the Shrek soundtrack. I think soundtrack. we all had the Shrek As soundtrack well they on should, CD. Because it's a great soundtrack. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So yes, the relationship is believable. 100%. What's your ranking? So I gave it an eight. Yeah, I, I agree. Found it very believable. But the timeline is very fast. It's very fast. And it's that's faster than while you were sleeping. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I decided that that was about what I would dock it down to because of that. But as far as the people really falling in love with one another, I totally bought it. Right. I'd say the romance, the relationship is believable, but it's not perfect. Yeah. I think an eight feels very comfortable. Yeah, I'm good I agree. That. Eight for Shrek. Do you think Shrek and Fiona are dateable? Fiona, 100%. Oh, yeah. And I would say Shrek by the end of the movie. Right. I don't want to date Shrek at the beginning of the movie. No. At the very least, we know his breath stinks. But once he's had... jokes about that. Oh, yeah. But once he has some growth, he becomes more dateable. I would hope that he could improve some of his grooming habits. Yeah. I also like that if we treat this movie as a rom-com, I think it's a rare example of a rom-com where we see actual, both substantial and believable personal growth on the part of the characters. Oh, yeah. In a lot of rom-coms, I feel like they just keep throwing characters at each other until eventually something sticks. They basically like wear them each other down. Yeah. Like we're going to be talking about Sweet Home Alabama in a couple of weeks. And that's a movie where I do not believe that it makes any sense. It's just the movie has decided these people are going to be together. So eventually they have to be together. Right. Whereas I think Shrek really, through montage, builds up those relationships. <laughs> yeah, montage. Uh- <laughs> so if you had to pick someone to date, who would it be? So, I mean, my real answer is Fiona. Yeah. Who I like a lot. By the way, shout out to my sister, Fiona, who also, as a redhead named Fiona, had to endure a lot of questions as a child about whether she was named for this character that was created years after she was born. Yes. So anyway, shout out to her for that. All of my immediate family also saw the movie before she did. So Mm -hmm. we made a lot of jokes about what happened to her at night. She didn't understand the jokes, was frustrated by the jokes. That made them more fun for us. Of course. Um, So I would say Fiona probably is my real answer. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. She's cool. She uh, isn't afraid to be herself again by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. She can have a good time. She can kill a bird and then eat its eggs. She's ruthless. She's ruthless. She's a cool fighter. Um, yeah, I like Fiona. My yeah. joke answer is the mirror. I was going to say the mirror. <laughs> really? Yeah, I have a backup. Okay. Yeah, the mirror is a cool dude. He runs a game show. Yeah, he's very fun. Um, but that's basically all we can say about him is that he's fun. <laughs> I'm going to go with the big bad wolf. Oh, okay. He feels comfortable who he is. Yeah. Um, He's got that nice nightdress. Yeah, he looks great. He has a great voice. Um, He has one line. He just says, what? He does get to sing in Far, Far Away Idol at the end of Shrek 2. Oh, yeah. I just really like... He's hungry like a wolf. Yeah. I really like the idea that the big bad wolf is now comfortable only in Granny's clothes. Yeah. I mean, when you find your true self, why turn back? Alternative thing, if we accept our premise from the beginning of the episode that these people are constantly acting out their stories over and over again yeah is he constantly breaking into houses like he does with shrek getting into bed in a nightgown and just hoping that someone will come along whose granny he can pretend to be maybe who knows i like that theory yeah me too actually i really like that theory he was hoping that shrek would say granny "Granny, what what do you you have here 
<laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think of some other random side characters that seem fun. I mean, Jinji is cool. Yeah. You definitely get more of that in Shrek 2. He gets a lot. He has a big action scene in Shrek 2, right? Yeah. But in Shrek 2, you also have, like, the ugly stepsister. Oh, yeah. Um, Shrek 2 is a good movie. Yeah. That's where we get Puss in Boots, who, as far as we know, has never been in another movie. Right. I actually asked my mom to bring us the Shrek 2 DVD, because oh, as great. soon as we watched Shrek, we were both just like, wow, I really want to watch Shrek 2. I remember seeing that in a packed theater opening weekend. Anyway, all right. That probably yep. does it for Shrek. <laughs> I think at we've covered point, Shrek. At this point, I think we've covered Shrek. Yeah. Next week, we will be covering another groundbreaking CGI phenomenon and also a Best Picture nominee. We're watching Avatar. Yeah. Oh, boy. Starting the will picks off with a big swing. Yeah. I, I've actually never seen it before, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. We're also looking forward to yeah. hearing what you think about Shrek and about Avatar. So be sure to let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Heart of Podness. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. And if you do write us a review, honestly, join in and tell us what fairy tale creature from Shrek you'd want to date. You can also email us questions or movie suggestions at heartofpodness at gmail.com. You can also email us to find out more about our pitches for various Hollywood sequels. <laughs> I love listener emails because they always result in a very excited text to me from Mark. I get really excited, guys. Um, so what's the best piece of dating advice you got from this movie? I think it's make somebody cotton candy. That's a good one. Yeah. Mine is montages. Uh. <laughs> How would you manufacture that in your life? I don't know. <laughs> Blindfolds? Just walk around. It wouldn't be a mix CD. You would want to just pick a song that'll work in your life. Right. But only play it in certain scenes, put on a few outfits, then blindfold them, put massive headphones and they can't hear anything, steer them to the coffee shop, take it off, sit down with the coffee and laughing while not saying anything, doing this again as you move through life. It just makes me think of the John Mulaney sketch where he talks about trying to trick his dog into thinking he's eating. And he's like, yes, good dinner, <laughs> yeah. eating out of an empty bowl. But for real, it's, you know, the real advice is be yourself. Uh -huh. Don't try and hide behind a facade. I think you've done that one before. Probably. Uh, it's a very common message in movies. I think it was on Hitch. Or Grease. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Okay, there you go. Until next time, I'm Gay. And I'm a Ginger. So between the two of us, we know everything there is to know about romance. Bye. Bye. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see, so what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid. Oh, I originally had a different intro for this before I remembered the real one that I was planning on. I like had a stupid one, and then I remembered the real one. Okay.